In the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, periodically, uh, things happen. We, we receive news that, that not only catches us off guard, but, but rattles us. Uh, as well, and, and I had one of those messages um, earlier in the week. It was an email uh, from uh, a friend of mine's uh, parents. Uh, Brandon was a was a wonderful friend of mine in, in college. Uh, we were uh, teammates together uh, on the soccer team, and I received a message uh, from his mother and from his father saying that they had uh, tried to reach me for some time, but have been unable to find me and uh, found me. Um, via the internet, and it was news um, that Brandon had died, uh, and and as you might imagine, um, uh, to, to say the least, was news which, um, well, it's an understatement to say it, it, it saddened me, it, it rattled me, uh, heartbreaking news uh, to hear about your friend, and along with that news, there were a number of pictures, and uh, I can still um, see it clearly among the various pictures. There's one of his mother and father um, leaning against one another uh, on the bench at the Amelia Military Cemetery in Virginia, and there is another one uh, of my friend's tombstone, and there's something, of course, about seeing that that makes it um, all too real. Um, the cross on the tombstone, his, his name... Uh, and then beneath um, all of that, his date of birth, his date of death, there were the words, uh, loving husband, dad, brother, son. And after receiving that news, sort of uh, composing myself and, and finding their number, and I, I called his parents, and his father answered and was able to speak with him, and we uh, we, we, we caught up, and, and we... We shared, and there was a certain amount, as you might imagine, there was um, there was laughter as we remembered um, some of the memories, not only that Brandon and I had shared together, but had shared with them as well. And there was obviously um, tremendous um, sadness, and, and periodically um, we would choke up um, as as well as uh, as we caught up. And uh, he sort of caught me up what had been going. I, I had known a lot of this, but uh, some of the more recent uh, I had not. He had had a very um, successful um, military career and had gotten through that um, safely and successfully and then he had gone into the private sector and sort of as had happened um, with the military he had done exceptionally well uh, being um, promoted and, and from one position to another from greater responsibility to um, greater responsibility uh, a young man basically uh, loved uh, by everyone he came into contact with uh, someone who had had experienced um, tremendous um, success in his life, again, both in his military career, but also in his civilian career as well. Um, and then there was the but. Um, he had gone on a trip um, out west, had stepped off a curb, and had broken his ankle, and as um, uh, Citadel being the kind, friendly place, his nickname was Chunk. Um, you know, we always tried to pick one another up there uh, at the Citadel. And so um, my buddy Chunk had stepped off um, the curb and he, and he broke his ankle and he hopped on the plane and, and flew back and they eventually did surgery and so forth. But um, long story short, 
uh, unbeknownst to him, a, a deep vein thrombosis that led to a um, pulmonary embolism. And then before you knew it, um, Brandon was gone. And of course, uh, he had a, a, a fabulous life, but, uh, and the family and the friends um, were left with the questions of, if only, uh, if only um, they had known, if only um, they had spotted it, if only um, they had been able to do something about it. And I, I prayed about whether to share that with you this morning or not. Hesitated for a number of reasons. One, a desire not to distract um, with this. Uh, it's certainly um, a sad story, and I didn't want it to be um, distracting. And certainly, of course, very close, um, very fresh as well. But I share it with you for this reason. It's, uh, it's, it's real. Uh, it's certainly... Um, what's going on uh, in in my life, and and obviously in the lives of, of people that are that are dear to me, and it's and it's not um, a unique story. Uh, some ways, of course, it is, but I, I share it with you this morning. And again, my hope and my prayer is that it would no way be um, distracting, and I hesitate to share it with you. But the reason I do share it with you is this: is that our faith uh, contends with real issues. And not only does our faith contend with real issues, but it has real hope, um, which it holds out to them. Um, There is real power. There is um, real good news. There is um, the words uh, of joy, uh, even in the midst of the sadness. There is the greater hope, which is held out to you and to me um, in the gospel. And I share all of that with you because our faith indeed does have a good word. Um, to bring to bear on this situation, the situations in which we find our lives. And it's something which is brought out in our first lesson this morning uh, from 2 Kings. We hear the story uh, of Naaman, and we hear, of course, that Naaman um, was a commander, that he was a great man in high favor because the Lord had given him victory to Syria. He was a mighty man uh, of valor, we are told. We are told all these fabulous things about Naaman, the things which were true, all of his successes, all of his accomplishments, that he was man, a man that was held in high esteem and high um, favor. All of these things which were true about him. And then, of course, we hear uh, in Second Kings that pivotal word uh, in Naaman's life and one which applies to you and to me as well. But... Naaman um, was a great man, uh, had accomplished many things, but uh, we are told um, he was a leper. And in a moment, uh, in an instant, all of um, the accolades and all of the accomplishments pale by comparison um, to the diagnosis. Uh, In an instant, um, it's all swept away. He was a great man. Um, but he was a leper. And how many times have we seen this and experienced it in our own lives or in the lives of people um, we love? Things um, going along, things seemingly um, in control, and then in a moment, uh, in an instant, um, things change, and we are left reeling. Uh, The present uh, and the future are uncertain. Questions um, are raised uh, about the past, things seemingly in control, and then suddenly um, they are not. And we see that Naaman's world, as he knew it, uh, came crashing down. But before 
we settle in um, to a spirit of despair, let me say once again um, that the word of hope uh, goes out to Naaman. That the word of hope and assurance and certainty greater um, than all of the chances and changes of this life is held out um, to us as well. Because we see that into uh, what was sure to be the heartbreak, the anger, the despair uh, in Naaman's life, um, into this a word of hope is brought uh, by a surprising character, uh, a little maid from the land of Israel. Uh, we're never actually um, told her name. All we know is that she was taken um, in a raid. She was brought back um, to Syria, and now she waits upon Naaman's wife. And when she hears of Naaman's condition, when she hears of his predicament, when she hears of his diagnosis, um, she says these simple words, would, would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman had everything but. Um, there was that within his life that was too big for him. There was that within, within his life that someone else beyond himself needed to reach into his life and restore and resolve. We hear the but, which is in Naaman's life, and now we also um, hear the words from this made words which are familiar to us as well, if only. Uh, if only um, Naaman... We're in the, in the land of Samaria. There is a prophet there. There is a man of God there. There's one um, who has um, the word of God. If only um, he were in Samaria. Two words are two phrases. But uh, if only words um, which uh, apply to our lives so very often and to the the brokenness and the shortcomings in our lives. How often have we said to ourselves those words, but, uh, or if only. I would love um, to hope, um, but. I would love to think that things um, could be different, um, but. Uh, I wish uh, that I could change, um, but. Uh, we say those words. We think those words, or on the other hand, um, the if onlys. Things would be better um, if only. And we can insert whatever it is that we think would make things better. Things would be better if only I could get love from this person. If only I could have this person's acceptance or this um, person's approval. If only I had not done this. If only um, I had done that. Uh, Those questions come into our lives. Those things um, that we wrestle with. But um, if only. And there is, uh, as I have said, a word of hope and promise which is held out um, to you and to me, we see that in the life of Naaman, his despair um, leads him um, to this search. This proud man, this accomplished man, as mighty as he might be, there is this within his life that he's not able to solve or resolve. There's that which he's not able to heal um, or to address. This leprosy um, is too big for him. And it throws him uh, into... Uh, a place of despair, and yet at the same time, it drives him um, to the answer. It drives him to the cure, to the holding, um, to the healness. And, and I ask you this morning, as we see this leprosy um, that is too much uh, for him, this uh, which leads him in his life to say, but uh, if only, what is um, the leprosy in your life? What is that thing um, that's too big for you? that plagues you, that um, concerns you, uh, that, that burdens you? What is that you think, but uh, if 
if only. What is that um, in your life? We see uh, as the account continues that Naaman actually travels um, to see this prophet. And of course he goes uh, and takes along with him all of these fabulous uh, financial offerings. He brings a letter from the king of Syria to endorse him and he arrives uh, in Israel. And of course the king of Israel, it it becomes comical. He feels uh, as if the king of Syria is trying to pick a fight with him. He says, "Who, who am I? I'm not God that I can bring life or death to someone, that I can bring healing um, to this man. He's, he's trying um, to incite uh, a war between us. Who am I that I can do this? And we hear that he rents his clothes, he tears his clothes, but of course Elisha hears and says, send him um, to me. And, and of course, as the account continues, we hear uh, how Naaman and all of his pomp and his circumstances with his chariots and with his horses arrives at the humble home of Elisha the prophet. And then to his disgust, Elisha doesn't even come out. Uh, he sends his servant out and says, go dip seven times uh, in the Jordan and, and you'll be cleansed, you'll be healed, um, you'll be restored. Uh, and I'm certain um, that that flew all over Naaman. Uh, here he is, a mighty man of valor. Here he travels all this diff- distance, and Elisha does not even come to the door, but sends um, his servant. And of course, we hear that he begins to go away in anger, saying, you know, you want me to wash in your dumpy little Cahaba River? There are better rivers back where I'm from, uh, and he's going to be out of there. But of course, uh, thankfully, we hear once again um, servants um, speak words uh, of sense to him, saying, you know, if he, if he told you to do some great thing, would you have done it? Go and, and wash seven times as he told you. And of course, we hear that he does so, uh, and he's healed. Uh, he is uh, restored. Uh, he is made clean, and as it goes on, we hear that he, he, he came to faith. Uh, he believed that there was no other God um, but the God uh, of Israel. Uh, and so the question uh, that goes out to us, and not question, I guess, as much as the observation... We see in the response of Naaman uh, what is uh, so often the response of you and me, of of people, and that is a response to the scandal of the gospel. Uh, Naaman wanted there to be more to it. Uh, He wanted to have to do something. He wanted to purchase it. He wanted to um, earn it. He thought, surely that's scandalous. That's too simple. Um, Surely there must be more to it. And the scandal of the gospel uh, affects you and me as well. Uh, Because again and again the message comes to us, look to Jesus and be saved. Recognize um, your insufficiency uh, and turn to him who is more than sufficient for us, whose grace is made available to us, whose power is made perfect in our weakness. Come to him who gives freely life and salvation and healing uh, and restoration to those who turn to him. The scandalous message of the gospel um, goes forth again. We see in the life of Naaman that there was that which was too big for him. And the same is true um, for you and for me as well. But what I hold up to you this day is the truth, and that is this. uh, Those buts, those uh, if-onlys, those things that burden us and are too big for us uh, are not too big for God. The one who's come forth into the world and the gift uh, of Jesus, his Son. I mentioned at the beginning, speaking with my friends... um, Father, and as I mentioned, we was was grateful um, for that time to to speak with him. And and toward the end of our our conversation, 
we, we both agreed upon this as, as sad uh, as the situation was, as sad as the situation is, there is the reality um, that it, that's not the final word. My friend's death, the loss is, is not the final word. The buts, the if-onlys in our lives um, are not the final word. There is a bigger hope. There is a greater power made available to us. Jesus Christ, God Himself, has come forth into the world and has taken the sins of the world upon Himself. Uh, he has gone um, to the cross and through His blood shed for us by passing through the grave and gate of death and rising again. And he's defeated the very powers of sin and death and has extended to you and to me um, the opportunity to be people who are forgiven, who are restored, who are sustained uh, by the very power of God made available to us um, in Jesus, His Son. And the good news um, goes out to us again. There are those things in our life which are too big for us. Uh, however, they're not too big for God who's come forth into the world to save sinners uh, that you and I might know. That the things that are too great for us, the buts, the if-onlys, all of those find their answer in Jesus Christ our Lord. And we remember that and give thanks for that. In the name of our God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.